hello and welcome to the Business of Property podcast. I'm Stuart. And I'm Simon. And we've been finding, buying and growing income from property for over 20 years and we talk every week about the reality of running our property businesses. And quick request, if you didn't click on the link last week for the Scorecard app, you won't know this, but if you did, it was actually broken. So first of all, apologies for that, but we've got a new link in today's show notes, so please do click on that to find out where you might need to improve with regards to strategy, software and support, and also uh, systems. So it's software and systems and support. Uh, and we've actually had some um, good people doing this. And people uh, had someone that I know in the business game that scored very, very highly, as I would have expected. So uh, we no, no, will be... I, I think he cheated. Uh, def- definitely. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure you, you tipped him off in advance, didn't you? And uh, told, told him all the right answers. <laughs> Well, all I can say is this person has a significant eight-figure property business, and I expected him to score highly, and he did. Now, I'll be sharing more about that soon, I'm sure. But if you want to find how you stack up, please click on that link and uh, get some insight into, in terms of where you want to improve. On to other things, well, what we spoke around a couple of weeks ago with our resident mortgage broker, uh, Simon Glastonbury, was uh, base rates. Simon G thought the base rate was going to increase. But Simon, what happened? Well, as we, as we record, it's only been a couple of days, but as, as people listen, it was last week now that the Bank of England last met and considered increasing the bank rate or base rate, bank rate of England. I don't know, one of those things, pick or pick choose the appropriate one. And they decided to keep it the same. So it is still 5.25%. So obviously, it's much, much higher than just a few years ago, just a couple of years ago. But it is good news that it has stayed the same. And they've also sort of given some some forward indications that they think it's probably going to stay at this level or very close to for the next year or so. So they're, they're not really predicting that it's going to go up, but they're also not predicting that it's going to go down, hmm. which is, is very relevant for me as I've got a... Uh, a remortgage coming up next year, so I'll be, be thinking about these these things and and crossing my fingers and hoping that that maybe just maybe they'll they'll start bringing it down soon. But we shall see. But the the next announcement is going to be or the next meeting and then following that announcement is going to be uh, in around the middle of December. So we'll see see if they manage to stay on track for that. But, but currently the inflation figures I think are looking slightly better than people forecast, which I think is probably why it ended up being held rather than going up again as as Simon G thought it might. So so those those figures were better than expected. And yeah, good good news I think all round for everybody. Yeah, I think just my final point on uh BOV BOV base rate is and given what you've just talked about is that we've just got to accept for now and forgive the phrase but you know we're in the new normal so whatever those mortgage rates are i wouldn't be pinning hopes on mortgage rates going down or changing dramatically uh, in the foreseeable so if you are thinking about investing kind of this is the world we're in now so if the numbers don't work now then they don't work uh, quite simply and i wouldn't i wouldn't bank on hoping for those things to change yeah indeed i think speaking of the new normal I, I I can't imagine interest rates are going to go down very much, even when they start being reduced again, assuming they do. And I think 
this this kind of level is going to be the new normal going going forwards. We're certainly not going to get back down to sort of one percent or or less kind of rates again. I mean that's that's just crazy low and has all sorts of longer term financial economic impacts, which which <laughs> we seem to only only now be starting to learn about. Mm. But, um- and what's really good, and I'm just going to let people know that next week's episode, we are actually going to go through an example of what it looks like to buy in cash versus mortgage. And given what we're talking about now, I think that's quite interesting because what we've just said is, or what I've just said is that, you know, things aren't going to change with mortgage rates. However, if you're one of those lucky duckies and you've got a bit of cash in your pocket, you might be thinking, well, now is the time because now might be the time. And we've done some a, a bit of bit of analysis on that so um just a little teaser for next week's episode to listen in for that indeed lots of lovely juicy numbers in next week's episode (laughs) (laughs) um getting back to this week though we're going to keep talking a little bit about mortgages because the the base rate has been held and that's good news but for most people remortgaging at the moment it is generally bad news because they're coming off a two-year or a five-year fix. And back two years or five years ago, the rates were really, really low. And people who are now remortgaging are typically looking at maybe doubling, maybe even tripling their interest payments. And Stuart, at the moment, you, you are or have just recently sort of gone through, going through a couple of remortgages. And one of those is somehow halving in value <laughs> or in payments. How, how are you managing this magic? Well, you know, I was just reflecting on the fact that right now with, with these two properties that are changing mortgages, I feel like someone's giving me a little pat on the back and a punch in the stomach at the same time. That's, that's how it feels to me. How am I halving? So I, I'm not going to go into it. We've talked about this so many times, but uh, I have a, have a flat which I bought in October 2019. So now over four years ago, it was a six month flip. We still own it. Um, and it was bought with bridging finance. And as anyone in property knows, bridging finance, it ain't cheap. So, you know, we were paying somewhere in the region of just over 7%, which um, which was you know, eye-wateringly high at the time, because it is. And I think um, I think it was a, a number of percentage rate uh, points above the Bank of England rate. So as you can imagine, in the last year or so, it's just been getting higher and higher and higher um so essentially we we've had a you know a, a 1500 pounds mortgage well 14 1500 pounds mortgage on this flat and um that's been painful because the flat only just about washes it in fact it doesn't wash its face i, I don't know what i'm talking it, it, it loses money i'm just going to be really clear it loses money uh we, we created a lot of value in the property but it's been losing money however because of all the issues that we've talked about at length on this podcast around external wall surveys, so I'm not going to go into it here. Listen back if you want to. Um, we, we got those external wall survey issues resolved, i.e. we had an EWS1 form issued. That was a few months ago. So since then, I've been trying to get a standard. I'm doing air quotes for anyone that's not watching on YouTube, a standard mortgage. And, you know, the thing that Simon and I laughed about was that the standard mortgage now, and I, I honestly can't remember the exact rate, but it's it's now, you know, six point something, say, 
for this flat. And so the drop from the the, the percentage that I'm paying on a, a, a bridging loan down to a mortgage is not so much. However, on a monetary basis, it's now brought that mortgage from around 1400-ish a month to 700 and something a month. So, uh, and actually at the time of this recording, I literally just took a call from a solicitor that said, because of course this flat has been jinxed. I don't know what I did. Uh, maybe it's just because it's in Croydon, sorry, Croydon, but uh, something happened where the mortgage offer was given and essentially it was running out. Simon G, my wonderful mortgage broker, got an extension for that mortgage, which ran up until uh, a couple of days ago uh, as of this recording. And, and of course, nothing had happened. There was lots of paperwork, things going on. and. We were two days away, three days away from mortgage completion. Uh, and of course, the news was given to me, well, your bank, the lending bank, needs five days from submission of documents to release the funds. I said, well, hold on. It's two days to the offer expires, but the bank won't release it for five. So hold on. I don't think that works out. <laughs> uh, but I just had a call from the solicitor that said the funds have been released. So everyone's fine. Stand down. <laughs> They've managed to manage to turn things around a bit faster than the the, the standard. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, so that is one relief, and that is one small win, yay, for this property where actually now there's now a bit of daylight between the the rental income, the mortgage, and you know some lots of other costs that we have to 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 pay for on that property. Yeah. So one one thing about this property is that a few months ago you put it on the market to sell it. Mm. And you're now going into a new mortgage deal, which I assume is fixed for some period of time. So presumably you have decided not to sell it? It is currently on the market. So I can speak quite openly about this now, given the stage that we're at, was essentially we want to sell the property. It was bought as a flip in October 2019. Um, we turned it from a one bed into a two stroke three, so we've, there has been some capital uplift in the property, um, both because of what we've done to it and, of course, the time that has um, taken for us to get there. Um, however, as we know, the market is pretty flat right now. And the price that we want for it is probably just above what I would say is the break even. And we've had next to no interest. Um, and there'll, there's a there's a. I was going to say a cacophony of of reasons um, for that, which we're not going to get onto on this particular podcast. Just to say that it's it's a quiet time. There's a lot of these flats available. Um, could we sell it? I think we could if the right buyer comes along. We might just have to tweak the price again slightly. But given the pain, it, it's one of these where we're in a situation where do do we just cut losses and okay take another ten grand off the asking price get rid yes could do that probably or do I just say do you know what I've been through a lot of pain on this one for four years we're just about to get a normal mortgage on it so why why don't I just settle let it settle down you know at, at least you know wash its own face and that's where I've come to it's like do you know what? I'm not in a huge rush. Um, and I know the investor that is invested with me on this one probably would like his capital back sooner rather than later. But fortunately, he's also a very patient man. So we kind of said, do you know what? Let's not rush. Let's not become motivated sellers. 
let's just see out the next year or so. And then that is the two year term. So, we, you know, our view is in a year and a half, we'll, we'll be in a market that, that is probably more reasonable. I'm not saying it's going to go up or down, don't know, but um, that is, that's the decision making criteria that we've kind of been through to keep this one. Yeah. So I think, I mean, forecasting is a fool's game as we will confirm when we look back at our <laughs> predictions from earlier this year. Um, but the, uh, I, I think the, the current sort of expectation is generally that property prices are going to carry on falling throughout 2024. The scale of that varies wildly, but some falling and then start to pick up again, 2025. So, so that would suggest that a, with that timing, you'd be looking at a sort of catching the upward market. Of course, depends on how much it has fallen in the meantime as to to when when in that upwards market you it would make sense to start looking at selling again yeah so as you're not quite sure are you going to leave it on the market and just just see if anyone does come along with a, a good offer that would make sense to pay the early redemption charges and things on the mortgage or or are you actually going to take it off the market and just just stick with rental for now to be honest i, I probably um, probably going to leave it on the market for a week or so, not much longer. Because dare I say it, we're, we're we're in the rundown to Christmas based on some of the shops that I've just been into. So I, I think we're, we're getting to that quiet period anyway. And as we know, you know, you don't want to leave a property on the market for months and months because as soon as you get to that stage, it's just stagnant, and people then think there's something wrong with it, even if there isn't. It's just because it's been around. So short answer is we'll probably leave it on for a week or so just to see if there is any final interest, but not really not really interested in keeping it on now um and then the only other sort of fly in the ointment is that the the properties because it's in greater london that's the only well not the only risk but it is a risk that you know obviously london tends to london and greater london tend to have better highs but they also have bigger lows so that is part of the risk and we're, we're going into that eyes wide open and i think that's 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 okay um so we'll see um, so, so that was good news, though. That was really good news, and, and really cheered me up that we halved that mortgage. That, that was a fantastic, um, fantastic result. Do you currently have tenants in there to paying rent that will already sort of, uh, yeah, help 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 see uh, vastly improved returns? So uh, that, that's good news. Yeah, he hadn't um, hadn't asked them to leave in preparation for selling. So that's, uh, works no, out well. no. Um, but it, important point, we were very open with them. And as I, as I think everybody should be, is we, we told them we put it on the market and actually we're not confident of selling. And, and the, the number of views has kind of indicated that view. Um, but, we, we, you know, so they, so they were fully cognizant that we were going to put it on the market, that it was on the market, um, but they were very happy to stay there for the foreseeable. So, um, yeah, so as I said, that was my pat on the back. That's the good news. But I also had a punch in the gut, Simon, at the same time. Indeed, indeed. You had a second remortgage going on. So um, not not quite so halving, this one, I understand. <laughs> no, this one's doubling. So this is where, you know, the swings and roundabouts of property really come and smack you in the face. So the other flat I've got, so these are the two flats, and this is probably a, a lesson about flats, which is... My experience is now stay clear of flats. They are just problem. Um, so this flat is studio flat. It, we've got in Kingston. Could 
you know, we've got it on Airbnb at the moment or mbooking.com. It's a service accommodation. Uh, but as a standard rental, it typically will get, I think, I, I need to look at the market rates again, but we're, we're thinking around 1300 which is okay for the for the area that it's in. And it's okay because the mortgage is currently 580 something. So, you know, you've got a bit of wiggle room in there. We obviously have to pay insurance and et cetera. However, the, the email came through recently and said that that mortgage, the cheapest I can get it, and I'm not even talking about the fees that they, that they want to charge, but the cheapest monthly rate is £930. So we are talking about almost doubling that. And let's round it up to 1000 Yeah. So what was, and, and you know, the, the other pain of this is, it's in a personal name, so it gets taxed, and we can't uh, sub- subtract the uh, the mortgage interest. Yeah, that's going to be painful. And and I think you've mentioned this being the, the cheapest one. Does that also come with some hefty fees? Well, so for that one, it was a three percent arrangement fee, which was which is five thousand five hundred and fifty pounds. Better than seven percent, though. <laughs> it is it is but it's still a heck of a lot of money and as you pointed out when we looked at this pre-record is you know if the mortgage is around 185k all of a sudden my 195k mortgage is now gone to 190k mortgage if we add it to the borrowing so now while there's equity in the property there's a bit of a dilemma there because you're then thinking about well these are interest only mortgages and you do that on the premise that capital appreciation occurs which it which it has and that that property has risen a lot but of course it's capital gains tax so at least 40 percent that we would pay on that so actually it, it really does start to impact not just the mortgage rate itself but those fees are now impacting and and, and i'm someone that you could put me in the laissez-faire attitude where i'm just like look if we can get the deal done let's get it done but all, even me, if if the if the mortgage rates and fees are slowing me down, then I know something's going on because usually I'm just like, yeah, that's fine, take it, let's get it, move on. But now I'm like, oh, do, do I really want to add this onto the principal loan because it's it's now eating away at my equity, and that is a, it's a big challenge. Yeah, I mean, adding three percent onto your 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 loan is a it's a big a big amount, and it's. Mm. It's not just that it's the five thousand pounds, but it's added to the loan. It's then sort of stuck there for evermore, if you like, and, and being charged interest on it as well. So you're compounding the the yeah. borrowing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, it's overall it it just looks and sounds painful to me. These these fee levels at the moment. It's it, yeah. I'm and and not, not this good. is where the, the calculation has to come in from my side, which is what I did before. We, we did a little analysis on this a, a number of episodes ago, which we may well do again. But it was uh, around what does adding that money do to the total amount borrowed that you then owe? But uh, the equation I'm now thinking about as well is, OK, so we've said we're adding 3% to the loan, which is a 5K added to the principal. You know what? What's my estimate in terms of capital appreciation? And do I? I mean, over long term, if we we're going to keep this for another ten years, it's less of a concern. But as we were talking about before, 
this is a property that we're thinking of selling in in the not too distant future. I'm talking, you know, two maybe two years. So do I think that we could, you know, that that would be mitigated against through capital appreciation? And again, you know, I'm not a gambling man, and and it feels that feels like too much of a, a gamble to me to think about that. Well, I mean, if, if prices are looking at falling some more next year, then you're unlikely, I would think, in two years' time to have a, a 3% gain. And if you, if you look sort of historically at, at property prices, I think the values go up 3-ish percent, maybe a bit more, um, per year. And if you've got a, a 3% fee added every two years, then that's one and a half percent per year. So half of your your gain is going into the, the extra mortgage. I mean, very basic maths. And I know there's more complications around that and compounding of interest and et cetera, et cetera. But just very basically. And uh, that that doesn't sound good at all. Well, it doesn't. Also, when you think of the property is just washing its face, and I think it will just wash its face, to me, you know, the, there's no interest there. And again, if we're thinking about this as a business, which which we try to do, because it's difficult because this is a personal property. It came from my wife. So there's a, there's some emotion attached to it, which is not something I like to do. The The other side is that in, in the time that we've had it, in the 20 years we've had it, that you know, it has increased by t- almost two and a half times its original purchase value. And given its location and everything else, I, I see that continuing but that's a that's a long-term a long-term strategy so i think lots of questions as always in property definitely so uh let's try let's try and finish up with some better news this is hopefully a, a quick one and this is this is a bit of actual news news that you got to stuart so what is this this good news well, it was great news, actually. And it's the first time in a long time where I've received an email about property and legislations, rules, whatever you want to call them, where I was like, oh, my God, this is actually good news. And it's that the uh, the Valuation Office Agency, so VOA, are, according to the government's consultation, now not inclined to charge council tax independently of a room within an HMO. So just to just re-explain that for myself as much as anyone else. So what that meant was, so within my business, we have around 90 rooms and that could be made up of, let's say, 10 to 15 properties. And of course, a lot of those we pay for council tax per property. So... Uh, that's pretty straightforward. It's costly, but it's straightforward because we have an all bills inclusive uh, strategy. However, with the previous ruling from the the VOA, what would have happened is that if we had a seven bed HMO, we wouldn't just be billed one single council tax on that property. If there were seven rooms, we would have seven bills. So essentially, and I don't know how they would have modelled the pricing. But theoretically, it could have been seven times what we already pay uh, and then times that by a number of professional rooms. So for me, it was a massive, massive time bomb waiting to go off, which I was genuinely concerned about because I think it would have meant the well, the end of the business as it was. I mean, I'd always try and reorganize. But based on the government, they said, no, uh, whether it's got two or more rooms, 
that's fine. It's just one dwelling that we're going to build the council tax on. For me, that was a huge relief. Yeah, I think I think HMO landlords throughout the country are breathing a, a very deep sigh of uh, relief at that news. And I, I think when when it, historically now, because it's not really happening going forward, but historically when this has happened, the the rooms have been rebanded to the lowest level, so they've been been cheaper. But generally speaking, the landlords have just concluded that they cannot run that as bills included, and they've had to pass on. The, the new council tax to the tenants. So so effectively, the tenants have ended up paying more. And mm. ultimately, it's the tenants that are, are responsible for council tax. So, yeah. so that's, that's the way it ends up going. Yeah, but, and ultimately, that's what you'd have. That's the only way you could survive is you put it back with the tenants. And then you know, we, we try to finish on a positive note, so I don't go too far down this road. But then you, you've got tenants that are in single rooms paying for a, a certain amount of council tax. So then there's an equation for them to say, well, actually, why don't I just go and get a studio or a, or a one bit flat of my own rather than a house share? And that's a different set of questions. But anyway, that was positive news. And we're going we're gonna to sign off on positive news and even more positive news. You, listener, that's listened thus far are going to leave us a really good rating. Not, you don't even have to leave a review. If you did, amazing. If you leave a review, you'll get a shout out on the show, but at least a rating because you've listened this far. Thank you very much. And once you've done that, we'll see you on the next episode.